the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep, because that was the womb of the earth. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Created is taking something that is nothing, that doesn't exist, to make it manifest himself. To make something is to take something and reform it. This is the history of the heavens and earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heaven, heavens and earth. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. I knew that was the history above. Rain on the earth and no man to till the ground, but a mist came up and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. That's the first soul mm -hmm. right there. Not the first spirit, not the first flesh man, but the first soul. Now to add to what I, I said about Jesus recreated, where you see where it says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, living soul. Mm -hmm. Jesus stood before the disciples and breathed into them, and they are born again. Recreation. Yes. In us this time, not on the earth, but in us. Thus, this way, everything beyond that is a recreation. The whole church, the body of Christ, recreated, reformed. It's now not the law, but now love and Jesus. Completely recreated everything. As every system upon the earth was recreated. All right. I showed you a long time ago where the churches were actually inside the old temple. We went to the scriptures, the lampstands. Mm -hmm. They were in the temple. They gave light to in the temple. <coughs> but they belonged to Jesus Christ, the churches. So now the churches are outside in the new covenant. The churches are the strength of the kingdom of God here on earth. Mm -hmm. But the churches still give light in the temple because we're the temple. So he's just making manifest in us, again, what was in the old covenant. Mm -hmm. That Jesus completed it and brought it forward into the new covenant. That he fulfilled it because he was in the temple. And he is the light. He is Christ. And he come out of the temple and ripped it open. He is the light. And we have him in us. And we are the light. Mm. That's why I have a light shine. Let your light shine. 
don't hide it. But it was put it under a basket or something, I forget the actual a bushel. A bushel, you're hiding the light. And thus within deliverance, when you have the light, your light and authority can shine on the things within other people, that darkness within them, yeah. and reveal it to them or to you. But who is the light? Christ. Christ. Yes. So he's actually revealing that to you yes. about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. You know, the greatest move against the move of God here will be the church, the religious church. Will come against it stronger than any other opposition mm -hmm. because it's losing its power. Know that is coming. So it will unite with what? Satan. It will unite with the government. Well, yeah. Yep. All under one order, one religion, one rule, one way. The Antichrist. So I'm not sure if that will happen in my time, your time, but it's going to happen. This time repeats itself. And when they begin losing their power, the religious church, the power of it is the money and the control of the people. What was the Jewish church? They had the power was the money and the control over people. And they were losing control to say, part of Jesus. That's why I told you, Satan will allow you to go to church, so to speak. But he doesn't want you going past the altar. Because that's the Holy of Holies. That's where Jesus rules and reigns. Inside of you, in that place. And he doesn't want you going to that place. So he tries to do whatever he can do to get you not to go to that place. And religion's one of the greatest coverings that he has. It could be a demon ruling it, I don't know. It could be a one of these fallen angels ruling it. They never address fallen angels in, in your uh, demonizer squad there. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah, they don't. No. And if you look up about uh, the two kings sitting on the throne, they're going to go to war with somebody. And the one king says to the other, don't you have no prophets? Because no there was a slew of prophets prophesied, but they weren't in one accord. They were just shooting stuff out. And the one king, yeah, I do, but he doesn't have good things to say about me. <laughs> so they called him forward. And he says, what do you want from me? You know, kind of thing. He's, and then he, I forget how it went. I'm ad-libbing here. He said, this day I looked up into heaven. And I seen the Lord and all his angels and spirits. And, and it says, and the one spirit came to him and said, let me go down and confuse them. So they cannot have victory. So, God re revealed to those two kings, and then he told them what the, 
the Vulcan were killed. So they threw him in the pit. Then his general, the one king's general, seen it all play out, came over and got the prophet out of the pit. Is that it? He helped him get out because he's seen this guy was God was talking to him. I remember the story. See? She could have jumped right in there and told him. Well, I'm perilous and do it. So. The kings are, were cousins. Were they cousins? I forget. I just recognize that, that all the other prophets were there and not prophesying in one accord. And they rec- weren't real prophets. Weren't they? Weren't? The king had his own prophets that weren't prophets that would uh, prophesy in his favor. Oh. They well, didn't, they didn't want Jeremiah's telling them they're going to die. <laughs> so well, they had See, that's the ultimate truth, what the prophet of God spoke. Were there other truths there going on? I'm sure they touched on a lot of them. But the ultimate truth is the truth. It's like the devil saying to, to Eve, go ahead and eat of the tree. Surely you won't die. You see, it's good. He used the truth, but he used the false truth. They died to God. They lived to the earth, or to Satan, I should say, but they died to God. Because I would have rather the other way around. But Adam's desire to eat from that tree is what caused him to fall. Because he was made from the dust of the ground, so that fallen nature was there. Lost? Yeah. Well, the very first time I began the Bible, I was 20, something like that. And I took it on, got in bed, and I started reading it from Genesis. I got to Genesis 2, and I'm reading. So wait a minute. There's three creations here. Then I close the Bible and put it up. Because that ain't what I've been taught. Yeah. But I'm seeing three different creations mm-hmm. as I'm reading it. And in Job it says, God created three times. Mm-hmm. And that's why the flesh thinks it wants to rule because the flesh was created first. Mm-hmm. People. So it wants to be number. It's all about who's first or second. Birthrights. So what was the third creation? He created three times. Third time with man, referring to the soul. The soul. He created the flesh realm, the spirit realm, and then the realm of the soul. Hmm. Which my phone is working at that time. He says she got this song or this thing, that the soul is the expression of the spirit, or she wants some of the Well, 
Yeah, it is, but it's also the expression of the flesh, too. The soul is the pivotal point in your structure. It, it, the battle between your flesh and your spirit is over your soul. Who's going to rule it? So, it isn't the spirit that's got total, because you have a fallen spirit until you're born again. You have a fallen nature until you receive salvation. So, when that, that occurs, it gives life back to your soul when he breathes. You're no longer under the bondage of, of Adam and Eve. Now you are in the freedom, the liberty of the Spirit of Jesus, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, that is the law, the Spirit, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. That's what Adam and Eve gave us, the law of sin and death. Mm -hmm. So you're free from the law of sin and death. Though you may still have these issues that your mind covers with or deals with or within your soul, within your imagination, within your, your, your will. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's where that stubbornness lies, within your will. That's good your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm -hmm. He uses your emotions fluently to cover up his own. Like a weapon. Like a weapon. Like a weapon. That works within manipulation, which is witchcraft. Yeah. Manipulating your own emotions to your advantage. Yeah. very good that is really nice. She know my if it's a bloodline curse you apply the blood of Jesus. Ask him to get rid of it. You gotta speak it. The bloodline curse? Yeah. You said apply the blood of Jesus. Apply the blood of Jesus because you are no longer under the old nature. When he poured his blood and his water out he poured it into the earth. He poured it into us. So, you are now under the bloodline of Jesus Christ. You are no longer under the bloodline of the curses of your father and mother. You are under the bloodline of Jesus. That you've got to change your mindset. You have to see it. Like you were saying, all, all, uh, are stubborn, most all of them. Yeah. Well, it talks about a certain man, a certain prophet said that this type of people are liars and cheating. And then it goes on, well, then you pray that they are. He's not saying they're not. They are. So you begin to intercede and pray for them people to change. Mm -hmm. So you have to get a hold of I'm under the bloodline of Jesus Christ now. Mm -hmm. I don't have to receive anything from my ancestors. 
It's new creation. That's where I go to the new creation. Mm -hmm. And his blood is more righteous than any And it will cleanse all of us. That's the first time I heard myself say the new creation. And then when he said that, it connected me to the woman of the earth and the woman of Mary. And now that I'm talking a little bit, it's connecting me to the new creation again through Jesus Christ. It's a new creation through Jesus Christ. So I so I go back to those two women that were at Bible study saying they're Jewish, they have Jewish men. They were hanging on to that more than they were hanging on to the new creation. So Satan is bound open in different ways, but he's bound both of them. One under religion, one under witchcraft. Which are his henchmen anyway. But they're in bondage to People have to see this, that they're a new creation. Recreation is a new creation. What God originally created fell because of the mist came upon everything, watered the whole face of the earth, and then for Adam giving up his authority, for his spirit to defile itself during Romans, men with men, women with women, to reproduce, spiritually they were reproducing, not naturally, spiritually, so in the realm of the flesh, zebras were, I don't know what animals, were humping horses, humping hippos, all that was going on also. So God actually created, made, I should say God, it says made, animals and brought them in to Adam. There was a recreation of what he already created. And those were the clean ones he brought in. The other animals were the unclean ones that the earth brought forth. Does it say he made them or created them? I'm looking. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. So yes, he made. He, he made took those. the dust of the earth and made them into something else. Is that the nuance? Yes. Because he had already created everything in Genesis 1. So now he's made, he made new. Now there's a lot of teachings that teach when he creates Adam, this story is this story. Genesis 1. Oh, they deem them the same thing the at the same, same thing. time? The same thing. This is an explanation of what he did over here. And I disagree with that. I believe based on the different creations. Mm -hmm. That's why when it says <clears throat> uh, there are three in heaven that agree that are one, then there's three on earth that are not one, but they agree as one, the blood, the water, and the spirit. 
the life of the flesh, the life of the spirit, and the breath of life, the soul. And that all belongs to Jesus because he left it all here. They weren't one, but they agree as one because there was three separate creations. The flesh creation, which are the peoples, the first creation, so to speak. The second creation is of the spirit man, and the third is of the soul, the soul man. And the history to the heavens and earth lie both within the soul. Because that's where he put them when he created that. Yes. Now that's a little different than what you've been taught. So, being recreated, born again, is another word. You have to have a different view. Instead of taking the same view and just turning it a little bit to make it fit. No, you have a totally new view. You have a new covenant, a new view. Because it's out of the old covenant he created the new covenant creation in Christ. And what does he say? All things old have passed away all things new have just begun because you're a recreation of creation. Yes. So to say you're a new creation in Christ, all things old have passed away. So the way you think, the way you view things has to pass away. And that's about walking out your salvation. It has to pass away. You gotta erase that blackboard and just leave up Jesus as the Son of God. Then you start over. In truth. What about sanctification? There's something about sanctification to be sanctified. Mm -hmm. Some people say you have to be sanctified all at once. Well, I think we have to work it out. I agree with both of you. You do get it all at once. But you do have to work it out. You received Jesus, you received your healing. You received it all. You received it all. But you have to work it out. Alright. Genesis 5. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of his image of God. What's that talking about when he created the spirit man? Let us make man in our image, in the image of God, he created male and female. He's talking about the spirit man right there. He created them male and female. Now this is the genealogy of the spirit man. And blessed them and called them mankind and that day they were created. He called the spirit man mankind. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. 
doesn't talk about Cain and Abel, because he's talking about the spirit man. He's talking about that genealogy that's going to go through the spirit man. That's where you get what they call the bloodline of Mary, only goes back so far, but the bloodline of, of Jesus goes back all through his father, goes back to David. That's the flesh man's bloodline through the soul. Mm -hmm. And the one, Mary's bloodline, is the genealogy of Adam, mm -hmm. of Adam that went through. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. The spirit man. And that's where you get generational curses travel through the spirit man. Bloodline curses travel through the bloodline through the father. Generational curses travel through the land. So when Mary breaks the alabaster bottle and puts the oil on his feet, and Jesus said, "This, this is priceless," because mm -hmm. she anointed him to break all the generational curses through her mother or through his mother, not through his father, through his mother. And if he would have been born from Joseph, he would have gained the, all the bloodline curses. But this way, his blood stayed pure and righteous. His blood is pure and righteous because it's creation and hasn't been defiled. Exactly. So as the flesh man, his bloodline stayed pure. Now, the generational curses could travel through his spirit man, Emmanuel, mm -hmm. but he's anointed to break all them generational curses. That's why when Mary is blessed, and that all women are blessed to give birth now because of Mary. She gave birth first to the Christ before the Antichrist was even born, to whereas Eve gave birth first to the bloodline of the Christ, or the Antichrist, who came. Mary gives birth first through the bloodline of the Christ. See, the sinful nature went into Cain, eating of the tree, which he, his lineage, someplace in there, will become Antichrist. Thus, that's why he'll be born of royalty, but yet have a regular unroyal mother, but yet the father will be royal. Whereas Jesus got born, when he got born, his father was royalty because he was the last of the house of David. He could have claimed the throne, but he was a very humble man, and he regarded God as God and feared him. And he didn't do nothing with Mary. And thus, Mary now gives birth to creation again. And Cain had gained from God the covenant that he could not be killed. Thus, the Antichrist from him will also not be killed. Flip it to Christ, he had to be killed. He had to be killed in order to live. Mm -hmm. But now, who raises the Antichrist up? Satan. He gives him life. The father, the father of the world. The father of the world gives him life, his soul, life. 
you know, or being through Cain's lineage someplace, if that comes forth. See, because you just set up, you put the mark, now the tree was cast down, he isn't dead, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. he isn't dead, he's just cast down, and Satan's going to raise him up, and he's going to, uh, just as we receive the spirit of Jesus, that person's going to receive the spirit of the Antichrist, and what was Cain, Cain was jealous, Abel, he was jealous of him, uh, he was a murderer, uh, he probably listed some other things I didn't even see yet with Cain. Um, that's all tributes to Satan, because why? He kills Cain and presents him to Satan. That's why I told you, Jesus unto the Gentiles is the Son of Man, unto the Jews, he was the Lamb of God for the two sacrifices. The Lamb of God, because of Abel, the Seth offers up the Lamb, the Lamb of God for, for the Hebrew lineage, and the Son of Man for the Gentile lineage, because Cain offers up Abel. So he was both to us, but first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. because he received first the lamb from Abel, then he received the fruits of the ground from Cain, which was good enough. So first to the Jews he is, and then to the Gentiles. So the Gentiles are related to the folks? Gent Gentiles are related, I believe, through Cain to the peoples. And he creates the people. Because Cain came down and mixed with the peoples. Remember, he's cast out too. They're cast out into Eden. From the garden into Eden. And he's cast out of Eden. So he went and intermixed. That's why he was afraid he'd be killed. Because he's intermixed with the peoples. The Hebrews gained the Lamb of God and the Gentiles. That time was the time of the Hebrews, and now we're in the time of the Gentiles. We're in the time of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But it will come back to the Hebrews. Well, to the Jewish, they call it. The Jewish nation. Before they were Jews, they were Hebrews. Mm -hmm. The true Hebrew is of the lineage. Of Abraham. Yeah. He was the first Hebrew. Yes. Even Adam wasn't considered a Hebrew. Well, I mean, I can go into the historical part. Yeah. And tell you most of the civilizations on the earth in the beginning were short in stature, dark haired, and a reddish brown tint to them. And then creations, or the fall of, I want to say the fall of, of uh, Cain brought forth 
a different color. And he mixed with the peoples. And he mixed with the peoples. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get to the uh, flood, it, it, uh, that's where things change with me. I just, I know it says all flesh is destroyed other than on the boats. And yet when his one son goes out, uh, I forget which one is, he goes to the coastland of the Gentiles. Well, what are you even referring to Gentiles there for? I thought all flesh was gone. All flesh was gone, but yet he referred to the coastland of the Gentiles. And yet there were still giants. And there was the giants after the flood. Yeah. So I believe in the flood. I mean, the scientists said there was a flood. I believe yeah, oh, it's God's, God's word mm -hmm. that there was a flood. Uh, there was actually two forms of floods. When the earth opened up its wells, and then when God opened up the gates of heaven, there was a spiritual flood, and there was a earthen flood also. There was both. Because the earth, if you read about the flood, the earth opened up its mouth, I think it says, and began to swallow the water. I forget how it actually words it. The earth was helping suck the water back in after the wells were opened up. So, did the earth open up the wells, or did Satan open up the wells? Satan's the counterfeit. Well, you're to ask for the, I think the Old Testament refers to him as spirit, spirit of knowledge, spirit of wisdom. I think, is there seven of them? In the Old Testament. In the New Testament, you just ask for You don't have to put spirit. Because you're already in his kingdom. So you just ask him for it. Right. Same thing with discernment, then. If you ask for discernment, you ask for it each time. But in the Old Testament you did. But in the New Testament you ask for the gift of discernment. You don't have to ask for it every time you're in a situation? No, you just, no, you just ask for the gift of discernment. You receive the gift of discernment. Then you can ask discernment. You can... Because it's yours now. He doesn't take it back from you. So then that's what you're seeking, that discernment. And it'll come to a point where it'll automatically tell you what's going on. Automatically. Remember, there's spirits and angelic beings in God's kingdom. So it will automatically tell you when I said to you about you, you were operating in discernment mode, it automatically told you. You didn't have to ask for it. No. You just knew it. That's why I said you have the gift of discernment. It, it isn't you. It's the gift that's telling you. But you feel it is you, but it isn't you. You have to understand that. that you're a new creation. So now the kingdom of God is going to operate through you if you let it. That means all the angelic beings, which include cherubim, seraphim, thrones, 
and what's the other one that we didn't realize? There's powers. Those are powers. Things, all that that works in the can work through you. That's why he said you will do these things and even greater. Because now you've got the fullness of the kingdom of God in you. And nothing's hindering you unless you let it. If you've opened up a doorway, then something can hinder you. Hinder you. Or if you're hanging on to something, something can hinder you. If you're not forgiving somebody, then something could hinder you. You're frustrated, something can hinder you. That's when you ask for help from God. Because this young man, God's getting ready to throw him out there. And the wolves are going to want to tear him up. Yeah. Oh, they won't. They won't be able to. Yeah. He, he already. Now, don't let Eric get no, no, I mean, I have faith in the Lord that he'll okay, protect But understand, he already. Paul, New Covenant, warns him of the wolves. So he's one of the wolves. Just like New Covenant, you flee from lust. Yes. You flee from it because it will overtake you. So New Covenant, there's things that you do do. That you have authority. But yet, hearken unto the word. And Paul says, beware of wolves in sheep clothing coming in. Then you beware of that's the only way that they're not going to, if you close your eyes to it, they'll consume you, they'll eat you. He also says, beware of those that are already in your camp that Satan can use. Beware of them because they'll come against you. When he aligned you, I feel he's aligned us. I agree. I'm waiting to hear something. Do you agree with that? Yes, I agree. Okay. For a purpose and for a reason. I mean, I hope it's bigger than what I would see. Although he did mention about removing the candlestick and that little truth. I, it doesn't mean he did. I just came, this minister comes to my mother's house. He ministered there a couple times. And he's standing at the podium and he opens up the Bible like it's in Revelation about removing the candlestick, the light that shines in. She was concerned. Who does he think he is? Because she didn't deal with people walking spiritually. She believed in the spirit of things. She worshipped the way, get words and man. But she didn't believe in the operation of it in everyday life. Then he removed the candle. The church fell apart. And the church fell apart. I was trying to make the church hang out. But I knew, he knew she'd come against it. Every time. And that same minister, when he gave that word, there's like 20 people. He turns to me and looks at me. He said, this is not your fault. And then he gave me a word. Then he turns back and begins. Because I tried to tell him about the spirit of the Lord. They're not happening. They're referring everything to the Holy Spirit. Tell him the Holy Spirit what to do. You know. See, you can't do that. That's the Holy Spirit. You don't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. The Holy Spirit tells you. And I told him the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, and Emmanuel is the Spirit of Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's, which yeah. is the mother. 
That's why he says that. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Because he's living in your neighbor. Regardless of what you're seeing. Regardless of the nastiness. But this is, it's changing the way I look at things. Not trying to compromise and make God fit into my thought process. Making my thought process fit into God's word and his kingdom. Walking out my salvation.